somebody about Jesus tomorrow? How many told somebody about Jesus this week? How many know that's what we're about? Amen. It says reach. So we got to reach out. Grab those tracks as you leave tonight. Get, get something to invite somebody to church and share the gospel with somebody. How many came into the church because somebody shared Jesus with you? Somebody told you about Jesus. Amen. Because that's how we come into the church. Let's give our online audience a big clap tonight, welcoming them. Amen. For watching. Welcome all that are watching online. It's Wednesday night, and I love Wednesday night. There's no place I'd rather be than in church on a Wednesday night. Amen. Let me see your Bibles tonight. Lift up your Bibles. If you got your Bibles, mine's over there. Amen. It's exciting to see more and more. I'm hoping for the day when I say that every single person will have a Bible in this place. Amen. A physical Bible we can write in and work on. Amen. We're going to have a great word in just a moment, but I want to show you a picture. How many came tonight and saw the Jesus sign up? Amen. Let's give the Lord glory. Look at that. For those that are watching online, I just took that before the service. Come on, can we give a better praise for the thousands of people that are driving by every single day and see that. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor. Amen. What was taken from us four or five years ago has been given back greater on the main freeway. Amen. And I love it when, I hate it when traffic gets stopped. But the other day I had several people send me pictures because the traffic was stopped. And I thought, man, every time the traffic stops, someone's going to have to look up and see that Jesus is still the answer. Amen. And they may be going home to take their life or maybe going to get into the bottle or whatever. And they're going to look up and see that. And notice that our church, I know our church is small there, but that was on purpose. We do want people to know where our church is, but we want them to know Jesus is still the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God for that, and we just know that God is going to pay for it, too. Amen. Once they give us that bill, it will be provided. I, already, I know some people have already specifically given to that, and I never even worried about God that was going to provide to pay for it. Amen. He will, because he is proud of us putting that sign up, and we'll just be believing for the other side, too. Amen. Well, we know our vision tonight is reach, teach, and send, and uh, Dwayne is going to come preach tonight, but I want to just give a little background before he comes, maybe some have never heard him preach. Maybe some have, uh, are new, you're, you're a guest. Maybe you're watching online for the first time. Uh, we are a church that plants churches. And uh, we have a new church in Costa Rica that has been started and is in the beginning stages. And, and Jesse and Julie are, are working hard. And matter of fact, they think they've found a building that we're going to go look at Friday for Bowie. Amen. And we're, we're believing God's going to do something great there. And uh, the church in Tanzania is growing and doing well. And so this is what we do. Amen. And uh, some people don't know that, that Dwayne and Myra have pastored. Amen. And they've been out. And I just want to thank God for their faithfulness. I want to thank God for our friendship. Uh, Dwayne and I met. I, I don't know the exact year. I could probably go back and look at pictures. But we met on the basketball court as well. But we didn't really... It wasn't like Brian or David where we became instant friends. We just knew each other. seemed like we always guarded each other. Uh, we, we always were going at it, but we, we didn't have a lot of conversations. I, don't, I mean, we had them, but nothing that I can remember specifically. I just remember him, and he looked a lot different back then. Amen. He had cornrows in his hair, 
and uh, he's a good basketball player, and we just, we knew of each other. And then uh, later on, someone from our church invited him on a Tuesday night to a revival, and many of you know the story, him and his wife, wife now were not, wasn't married then, and were angry at each other, and she cussed him out and on the phone, and he said, hey, you want to go to church with me? Instead of get, cussing her back, he said, you want to go to church with me? And she said, yes. And that Tuesday night, they came in and both got saved and gave their life to the Lord, amen, back in 2012, almost 10 years ago. And they just began to come in and serve. And if you don't know Dwayne and Myra, they're a phenomenal couple. They're such a blessing. And then I don't even remember how many years ago it was when we started the Tanzania church and we needed to send Pastor Dylan and Ashley to Tanzania. We needed someone to go to Carrollton. And they were willing. Amen. And I want everybody to know that, that we don't have a church in Carrollton right now, but it, it's not because they failed. It's because there was a lot of circumstances. And I, I see a victory in their lives for them being willing to go. Amen. They took over a very difficult situation. But here's the blessing. We don't have a church in Carrollton, but we have people in this church that are we're in the church in Carrollton. Amen. And they're coming to this church here now. Amen. And they're a part of it. As a matter of fact, just lift your hand if you're here tonight and you've been to that. I know there's a couple, at least a few people here tonight even. And we have more uh, that come to the church that, from the Carrollton Church. And so um, we're, we know that I believe with all my heart that they are going to go back out again at some point. And they're going to start another church in another city. And so they are just in that transition. But they have served so faithfully. They've had such a good attitude. You know, that's not an easy thing to come back home. Amen? And I just want you to know that this, the background and their hearts, and I want you to continue to pray for them so that God will open up that door, continue to build them and build the ministry that they have as a, as a couple. They've got their kids serving God. They have a godly home, and uh, they have a lot of fruit in their lives. And so I just want to give him the opportunity to preach the word tonight. How many give him some amens, some claps, and some shouts? Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise as Dwayne comes to give us the word tonight. Amen. Amen. I don't, I don't know what the Lord has in store for tonight, but if the struggle of getting here, the struggle of printing out a message, the struggle of trying to get off of work, staying awake, not being able to sleep, to preach God's word, it's all worth it, amen? Because I serve a God who stepped in and did something amazing in my life. I was an alcoholic, deadbeat dad, only cared about myself, but God, but God, amen, amen, God came and did an amazing work, I haven't even had a desire to drink a drop of alcohol in nine years. Amen? Amen? That's something only God can do. Amen? 
because God is faithful. I've been raising my kids ever since I got saved. Been there every day. Yes. Not a day has went by that I haven't been there. Amen. Amen. For them. Only God could do that. Amen. But I want to start out with asking you guys a couple of questions. Is that all right with y'all? Yeah. So that means we need some crowd participation. Yeah. That'll work? Yes. Amen. Amen. Anybody know what ostrophobia is? The fear of what? Lightning. The fear of lightning. Amen. What is the only fish that can blink both eyes? Okay, okay. I'm smarter than a fifth grade. Nope. Shark. How long does it take the average person to fall asleep? That's not including my wife, because that's like that. 30 minutes? Nope. You're getting closer. A little more. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. That's not me either. I'm more on the hours, take hours to fall asleep. And I just look at my wife like, Seriously? The attention span of a goldfish, is it three seconds, three minutes, or three hours? Seconds. Y'all know that one. You know your fish. <laughs> Y'all done killed some of them, huh? Mm-hmm. The last one, what is the greatest killer among U.S. drivers? What was that? Drunk driving? Sleep? Texting? Nope, 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 and nope. Trees. Trees. It's crazy, right? And what's so, am not amazing, but last Sunday, I'd invited a guy to come out to church, him and his daughter. Well, my son invited the daughter, and then they all came, and, and so I went and picked them up while I was at church. And I want to share, this is a kind of a serious story. We went to pick him up during church, because he called me, was like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't pick up. Can I still come? I was like, yeah, of course. And this was one of the few times that I didn't have to sing or serve at all at the church. So I was like, God is doing something. Amen? And so... So I go pick him up, and we getting ready to come back to church, and there's a big ambulance, ambulance all over the place and everything, and it's like, man, okay, how are we going to get back to the church? So we had to go all the way around, and then come to find out a few, few days later, which is what I want to talk about tonight. Five teenagers in a car, 14 year old was the driver. 
The three in the back seat died instantly. They hit a tree. The three in the back died instantly. Either the driver or the, the passenger was in critical condition and the other one went to the hospital but was doing okay. When was the last time you thought about eternity? See, we don't think about eternity enough. We don't think about eternity. We think about the here and the now. We think about getting up, going to work. We think about how we're going to pay rent. We think about what we're going to eat after church. We get to church and immediately start looking at our watches. We get to church and if the pastor begin to preach too long, we, what's going on with this guy? Amen? But we don't think about eternity. And God did something in us. There are two type of people in this world. There are those that jump with it and those that jump without it. I bet some of y'all are like, what, what, what is he talking about? Right? I'm talking about a parachute. Anybody ever jumped out of a plane in here? I know one, two, two, three. Hey Amen. Y'all are some brave people. Because I wouldn't do it. Hey Amen. <laughs> I hope some other people with me, but listen, I wouldn't jump out of a plane. They'd have to push me out, amen? They'd have to push me out. But there are two type of people in this world, amen? And so when you think about jumping, you think about jumping out of a plane and you ask yourself, I want to read this story to you if I could. There are two, two men seated on a plane. The first one is given a parachute and told to put it on. And he says, and they told him that it will improve his flight. They said that this parachute will improve his flight. He was a little skeptical at first, but since he couldn't see the harm in wearing it, he tried to parachute out on. He tried to parachute on. In the plane, it, it couldn't help. It couldn't hurt anything. So he decided to experiment. And he says, see if the claim was true. And as he put it on, he noticed the weight of, the weight of it on his shoulders. And he found it difficult sitting upright. However, he consoled himself with the fact that he was told that it would improve his flight. And so he decided to give it a little bit of time. And as he waited, he noticed that some of the other passengers was laughing at him for wearing a parachute on the plane. And he began to feel some type of humiliation. And as he continued, and as they continued to point at him, 
he couldn't stand it any longer. And so he slumped in his seat and he unstrapped the parachute, threw it to the ground, and he was disillusioned and bitter, filled with anger. Because as far as he concerned, it was an outright lie. The second man was given a parachute. Watch this. But listen to what he was told. He was told that it was because of at any moment he'll be jumping 25,000 feet off the plane. And he gratefully put on the parachute. He didn't notice the weight of it on his shoulders. Nor was he worried about sitting upright. His mind was consumed with the thought that at any moment he was going to have to jump out this plane. And what would happen if he jumped out without a parachute? Y'all thought about what would happen if he jumped out of a plane without a parachute? It would be a tough landing. Probably go splat, amen? But when you think about that parachute, you think about us witnessing all throughout this, this today, you heard Jesse talking about witnessing. You heard Pastor talking about witnessing. That has to be our heart. Our heart has to want to witness. Our heart has to want to reach out to people, want to love people. Because somebody reached out to us. Amen. And I know if it wasn't for that lady reaching out to me, I have no doubt that I would be dead or in jail right now. And what that, what that would have meant for me is that I, I was riding on that plane of life and I would have had to jump out that plane into eternity. And the question is, when you jump out of that plane of eternity, are you going to hit the ground, go to hell? Or are you going to float, pull the parachute, make it to heaven? Amen? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you jumping out of that plane with the parachute or without it? How many want to jump without it? Nobody? How many want to jump with it? Amen. Some people still undecided. It's all good. Amen? But listen, I just want to share if I could Hebrews chapter seven, chapter 9 verse 27 and before we do that I want to pray for these nerves amen Lord Jesus we thank you so much Lord and just everything that you do and Lord I just ask that you will move in this place Lord and that you will allow me to speak the words Lord that you've given me Lord Jesus Lord, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. It says, and it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. And so Christ was offered once to bear sin for many. How come it doesn't say all? It could say all, right? Jesus died for all of us, each and every one of us. But some people will choose to jump out of the plane without a parachute. Why? Because they've been through some things. Anybody in here ever been through some things? 
When you go through some things, even if you're in church and you're, you're a believer and you go through some things, you put on that parachute. But maybe somebody told you, hey, why don't you go ahead and come to church? God is going to bless you. God is going to look out for you. God is going to provide. God is going to do all these amazing things. And so you come into, you come into the church full of hope, like, man, okay, yes, God is going to do all these amazing things. And you come and you come for a month and your rent, get, and your rent can't get paid, your lights get cut off. Then what? Do you take off God and say, you know what, I tried that. That didn't work. That's what a lot of people do today. Because they've been told to come to church because if they come to church, God is going to move. God is going to touch them. God is going to heal them. I have a friend who he was told that God was going to save his mom. That God was going to heal her. And she passed into eternity. And now this is the most bitter young man I've, I've, I know. Because they didn't tell him the truth. And what we do here is we like to tell the truth. Amen? Amen. That accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is the best decision we could ever make. Amen? Amen. But it's also the hardest decision you'll ever make. Because when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you now have to give up some things. You now have to sacrifice some things. You now have to say, you know what? I can't go to where I used to go. I can't do the things that I used to do. I can't say the things that I used to say. I can't laugh at the jokes that I used to laugh at. I used to tell many a jokes. But now I have to catch myself like, nope, I'm not going to tell that one. I'm not going to do that. Because I realize that I'm, I'm, I want to serve my Lord and Savior. I want to please him. I want to make him happy. I don't want anything else in this world more than I want him. Amen? Amen? Amen. That first passenger, he had a motive to solemnly improve his flight. That's all he wanted to do. That's all they told him is it will improve your flight. And watch what his results is. His results were, in his experience, he was humiliated by the other passengers. Disappointed, somewhat bitter, angry for those who gave him the parachute. That was me for 10 years of my life. I didn't want anything to do with God or anybody who had anything to do with God. And that's probably why I don't remember playing ball with pastor and, and him saying he was a pastor. Because I probably would have really not liked him. Because I didn't want anything to do with that type of life when I was doing what I wanted to do. Amen? And so when we get to that place of wanting to do what we want to do because we're told a certain thing, we're told that, how many have ever heard Christians are perfect? They treat us like we're supposed to be perfect people, right? And when we do something, they say, see, I told you. That's why I ain't going. And they doing the same things. Amen? 
but we got to get to the place to where we trust Jesus. The second one, he was told that there was a jump to come. And because of his knowledge of what was going to happen, he didn't let anything distract him. And that's where we have to be today. That's, if you don't get anything else out of this message, that's what I want you to get today. Is that we know the end result. Is that Jesus is on his way back one day soon. Amen? Amen? And because he's on his way back, we can't be worried about the things of this world. Oh, well, somebody didn't, don't like me. <laughs> somebody didn't say hi to me. Somebody didn't speak to me. I'm leaving. I'm done with this church. I'm going to find a new church where everybody say hi. <laughs> Good luck, right? And if they do, they're going to say hi somewhere else. You're going to see them. Amen? But we ain't going to get into that. Amen? Let's look at Acts chapter 17, verse 20, starting in verse 26. It says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and all that is determined and were pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. And so that they would seek the Lord and in the hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. Can you go back to that one for just a second? That word grope, to grab. We should be reaching for Jesus, amen? We should be reaching for him every day that we wake up, amen? We should wake up with our hands up, amen? Like, Jesus, where are you? I need you this morning. And when we begin to reach out, amen? When we begin to reach out, look what it says says that they might grow for him, grab for him, and what? Find him. That has to be our mission every day. And though he is not far from each one of us. Next verse. It says, for in him we live and move, having our being. Also as some of, some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone or something shaped by art or man devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooks, but now commands all, command all men everywhere to what? To repent. That has to be the key in our life is to repent. Amen. We have to repent. We have to get to that place to where we say, Jesus, I need you. I'm sorry. I messed up. I made a mistake and turn from it. How many know that you're supposed to do a 360? Amen. Sorry, sorry. We're supposed to do a 180. Too many Christians are doing 360s. I tell my wife all the time when I'm driving, let me do a donut. She won't let me do it. 
in the van. Amen? <laughs> I'm trying to make it happen. But no, we, we got to get to that place to where we are doing a 180. If the sin is over there, we got to go way this way. We can't stop and then go and then turn around and look. Because just like Pastor preached about Lot's wife, it's only a matter of time before you say, man, let me, let me go back and see what I've been missing. And you'll go back. Amen. We got to get to that place to where we say, you know what, Lord? I don't want anything to do with that. They can keep that. And if somebody who I love want to go that way, I'll pray for them. Did y'all catch that? I'll pray for them. Not I'm going to go get them. I'll pray for them. We got to get to that place. Amen. We got to get to that place to where we're living for him. Amen. Says him because he has appointed a day. On which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Amen. There is coming a day for each and every one of us. No matter how young, how old, there is coming a day for each and every one of us. Amen. I was thinking about those aborted babies and I said Lord there are so many aborted babies going on right now he said I got them he said I got them I need you to go get those ones that I allowed to grow up did y'all catch that I need you to go get the ones that I allow to grow up. And I put them in your path. And I need you to go be a witness to them. That has to be each and every one of our hearts. We can no longer sit back and say, God, listen, I'm going to just continue to keep praying. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray. And Lord, you're going to do a mighty work. At some point, God is telling us to go. To go. And not just to go tell people that they're sinners. But to show them how to get to Jesus Christ. Amen. We got to show them how to get to Jesus Christ. We can't continue to say, hey, you're a sinner. Anybody ever did anything bad in this place? A couple of us. Amen. And when you was doing that bad thing, did you know you was doing something bad? Yes. Did you need anybody to come point that out to you? No. What you needed was somebody to come say, hey, this is the way. Jesus said, I am the way, amen, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes unto the Father except through me. Amen. That's what Jesus said, amen. And we got to give them Jesus. We can't continue to point out their flaws. Because when you begin to point out their flaws, guess what they're going to do? Start pointing back. And say, see what you're doing? You're doing something wrong too. And what are you going to say? No, I'm not. I'm perfect. Right? But we got to get to that place to where we're all on the same level. The same playing field. The same ground. And how do you get them to that level? 
God gave us a tool. He gave us those commandments for a reason. Somebody who, who may be high up, if you tell them, hey, Jesus can enhance your life, say, bro, look at what I got. I got a nice car, I got a nice house, wife, all these different things. I don't need Jesus. Then what are you going to say? Uh, do you still want to go to church? That ain't going to work. You got to show them what Jesus has showed you. You got to say, listen, have you ever told a lie before? They say, of course, everybody tell lies. Even you, right? And then you got a decision to make. Do you humble yourself and say, of course I have. Or you say, I'm too holy now, I don't tell lies. Right? No, we say, I've told a lie before too. And that's why we're on the same playing field. And because we broke that one commandment, that's all it takes is one. No matter at what point in your life, if you've broke one, you've broke them all. And if you've broke them, then that, the Bible says that you need a savior. And without that savior, you cannot go to heaven. Amen? But if we don't tell them that, what... How are they going to know? Right? That's why God used us to tell them, listen, you need Jesus in order to make it. It's no longer about doing good. Because that's what a lot of people tell you. I do a lot of good. I give to the poor. I give to the sick. I do all kinds of things. I, I help old ladies across the street. One failed, but I still help them. Right? But we got to get to the place to where we know how to share the gospel with someone. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, and that verse said that Jesus will overlook these things in the beginning. But how long can, can he overlook the situation? How long can you say, Lord, I'm still a, still a baby? How long can that go on? We have to be in our words every day. Can I tell y'all a sad stat? This stat made me sad. It said 9% of people that confess to be Christians read their Bible every day. 9%. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand tonight. But do you read your Bible every day? Not, not once a week or not every other day, but do you read your Bible every single day? Amen? That has to be our, our mindset. If, if we don't read, we don't get nothing to eat. It's that serious. But see, we don't take it that serious. Why? Because Jesus isn't doing what he used to do back in the day. Back in the Old Testament, you used to come across the Holy Spirit and he used to take him out immediately. But now he's given us a little bit of grace and we're taking full advantage of it. And we're saying, Lord, I, you know, today ain't that day. I woke up late today, so I'm going to go work and make this money. Let me, let me move on. Y'all don't want that part. 
But I begin to think about what we need in, in this Christian walk, amen. We need to stop breeding backsliders and start making disciples that will make other disciples, that will make disciples, that will endure to the end, amen. That's what we need in this place, amen. That's what the world needs. The world needs disciples because guess what the disciples did? They didn't just say, oh, well, I'm hanging around Jesus, so I'm good. They didn't do that. They said, Lord, listen, wherever you go, we going. You die, we going to die. They didn't do it in the beginning. They took off running, right? But them amazing women, amen? Them amazing women in the Bible, some of y'all are like, what is he talking about? Read your Bible, amen? And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, amen? When Jesus was fixing to get crucified, the men took off. The mighty men took off. The ones that was left were the women. That's why the Bible says, he who finds a wife <laughs> finds a good thing. Amen? God gave me a great thing. She ain't here tonight, amen, but just pray for us. Amen? She's with her mom and her mom's having surgery. If you guys could pray for her, keep her pray in your prayers. But listen, God is God is amazing. But I want to I want you to just think about for just one second, just think about the men in the Bible. And just think about all these men that I'm fixing to tell you and I want you to ask yourself one question. Which parachute did they have on? Did they have a parachute on or not? What if they got the God will improve your life part of the testimony, a part of the good news, a part of the gospel? Do you think they would have went through these things? Daniel. Went in the lion's den because he refused to stop praying to our Lord. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace. Because they refused to bow down to the king. I played basketball with a guy named Shadrach. Crazy, right? True story. The other day his brother came in and we asked him what his name was. Guess what it was? Meshach. And I said, amen. I wasn't going to ask him if he had a brother. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. But no, I play basketball with these guys. And I've been sharing just little bits here and there. Amen. amen. Just little bit hits here and there. Amen. Because God is doing something. But what about Job? What if he got that sugar-coated gospel? Do you think he would have quit? Lost his family, lost everything. And he still said, God, though you slay me, I will trust you. That's where we got to be, amen? Stephen in Acts chapter 7, verse uh, 59 and 60. 
We're not going to read it for time. But he says, Lord, don't charge them with this sin as they were throwing rocks at his head and hitting them upside the head. Anybody ever got hit upside the head with a rock? Probably little rocks. These was big rocks. They was like, hey. And he was still saying, Lord, don't charge them with this. Lord, don't forgive them for they know not what they do type stuff. Amen? But if he had that, God will improve your, 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 your life gospel, he would have quit. He would have quit. Amen? The disciples. The disciples. It was talking about how they was, the disciples passed away. They, they died. Were martyred for their faith. Some of them were crucified. Some of them were hung. Beaten. All for the gospel. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have the gospel today. Because they had to go through some things. And that's what I'm trying to get you guys to see. Hopefully, by the end of this message that we're getting ready to close, that you guys will, will get that part of the message. That God said, we got to go through some things. Why, why would God tell us we have to go through some things? Amen. And because he did. Anybody ever play sports? Anybody ever play for a coach who looked like he hasn't never done anything? And you're like, bro, no. I'm not. Why, why would I do that? You, you do it. Show me you can do it and I'm going to do it. You do it, I'm going to do it. That's not our coach. That's not the team that we own. Our Lord and Savior went through it, amen? Our Lord and Savior went through it, amen? Everything that we go through, everything that you've been through. Some of y'all are like, man, somebody said something ugly to me at church the other day. The guy that hung around with Jesus sold him. But, and he went to the slaughter without saying a word. Yes. But you crying. Jesus was beaten up by people. Punched in the face. Telling them prophesy. Who did it? And somebody told you no I don't want to go to your stinking church. And you sad. I can't believe this. I'm never witnessing again. They said no. We got to get the revelation that we got to go through some things to get to where we want to be. Because those men, those mighty men in the Bible, they went through some things. If you haven't went through some things, what are you doing? I can answer that for you. Probably not much. Oh, I'm practicing. I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm reading my Bible once every five days. I read that verse that pastor sent me. Man, that's a good verse that pastor be sending. That's enough for me. There are people going to hell 
don't know about you guys, but I think about that day every day that I wake up. What if I would have passed away the day before she decided to speak to me? What if one of those times that I decided to drink and drive, I went off a cliff? One of those times that I don't remember how I got home. I woke up in eternity. I don't know about you, but that's enough for me to say, Lord, I'm thankful. And I gotta go get somebody else. I gotta go get somebody else because I don't want them to go to hell. I wouldn't wish hell on my worst enemy. But what happens? What happens? We say, I'm too shy to share the gospel. I'm too timid to share the gospel. Anybody who know me before alcohol, I was quiet. I didn't say much. Anybody who know me know that this is not what I like to do. I don't like to get up in front of people. I get up here and lead praise and worship. even like to witness I know some people may be out there and they oh I love witnessing liar but I know the end result is that if I give them the opportunity that's our job is to give them the opportunity our job is not to save anyone right we can't save anyone that's his job but our job is to say something. 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 That is our job. Our job is no longer to just come to church. We can't be happy coming to church. you I know I got a lot of things left but I know that you allow me to get out the word that you wanted me to speak Lord Lord, I pray that hearts are broken tonight. Not just to be sad, Lord, but to know that there are people that are around us that are on, our, on their way to hell. And we've done nothing. That's not condemnation, Lord. Lord, please don't let it be condemnation. 
but convict us, Lord. And it's okay if you don't know anything. Just say, Jesus. But you can't live every day without his word. Without his gospel. Without his truth. Without his understanding. Without his wisdom. Each and every one of us in this place need Jesus. Let us bow our heads. Let us close our eyes tonight. No looking around. I want to ask all over this place. Do you know Jesus? as your Lord and Savior. Have you made him the Lord of your life tonight? And if you haven't, I just want you to lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. I want to pray for you. over this place from front to back left to right how many can say with a hundred percent assurity tonight that if you were to take your last breath and pass into eternity if you were to jump off that plane right there with you that you would make heaven your home if you die tonight and if you can't answer that with 100% assurity I want you to just lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place I want to pray for you amen I see your hand I see your hand amen how many more this is not a time to look around to see who's who's looking to be afraid to be scared it's a time to say Jesus I need you more than ever because that appointed day could be tonight let us stand to our feet tonight to say a prayer I want to read one verse if I could in Luke chapter 9 
verse 23 says then he said to them all if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself there may be some some people in this place tonight who have said man I really want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior but I know he may call me up to the front and I don't want to go to the front he says anyone who comes after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will save it for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost for whoever is ashamed of me in my word listen of him the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels. And I just want to ask if you were serious about that, you raised your hand. I want you to come down and I want you to make a public confession to say, Jesus, I want you. I don't care about who's watching. I don't care about who's looking. Jesus, I want you. And I know I've messed up. We've all messed up. Just some people don't want to say it. Because they're still not denying themselves. I'm not going to take long. I'm not going to point you out because you know. I'll give five seconds. Amen. And even if you didn't raise your hand, but you want to come down, you're like, I want to do something new. I want to rededicate my life back to the Lord. I want to do something new. I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again. I'm ready to do something new. If that's you, just come down. Amen. Amen. Let's give her a hand. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a hand. Amen. is going to do an amazing work in you guys. Amen. But you got to give him everything. It's no longer time to play games. Hit or miss on reading the Bible. It's time to get in there every day. Say, Jesus, I want all of you. No other relationship matter but that one. Amen. What if you had that perfect person they led you away from the Lord would it matter it's not worth it it's about him repeat after me Lord Jesus thank you for coming down from heaven dying on the cross giving your life for me thank you Lord I ask that you will write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus, help me 
to live every day for you no matter what in the good times the hard times the struggles when I don't know which way to go Jesus help me love you Lord thank you Lord in Jesus name Amen Amen